This is All Things ANSYS, a podcast from the technical support staff at PADT. Episode 31, we talk about the new ANSYS cloud offering and catch up on news and events. Welcome to our episode number 31. <clears throat> I'm your host, Eric Miller, one of the owners here at PADT. Um, it's startup season here in Phoenix, uh, which doesn't really impact our ANSYS team so much, but it definitely has an impact on me. Um, we do have a lot of startups that use ANSYS through the uh, really awesome ANSYS startup program, which we've talked about on this podcast before. But let's be honest, <clears throat> they, they don't let the engineers go to these startup events. Um, but it's an important time for for our design services and our 3D printing services group. So um, we're, we're pretty busy and uh, we like to be busy. And uh, that's what's a little bit different here. Uh, as far as the podcast goes, we're over, over 9,117 total downloads on 300 episodes. So we're sitting around that just over 300, holding steady there. So please do get the word out, <clears throat> put it out there on social media. And thanks to all of you who do listen and let us know, as always, how we can do better by emailing podcast at PADTINC.com. Before we get on with our podcast today, I want to apologize. I still have this upper respiratory sinus infection thing. So our normally questionable audible audio quality uh, and fumbling, uh, verbal fumbling, is now supplemented by me clearing my throat a lot. So I apologize for that, but we'll get through it. What we have for you today on the podcast, though, is a great interview. Sina from our tech support group is joining me with Judd Kaiser from ANSYS Inc. And I'll let him explain what his official title is, but he's basically the ANSYS cloud guy. Um, and he's going to talk about the new ANSYS cloud product. Um, he's a great friend to PADT, and we've been working together for far more years than I think we both like to admit. So hopefully you will enjoy it as much as we always enjoy talking to Judd. So we'll see you after the interview. Hey there, my name's uh, Eric Miller, and we're here today to talk about ANSYS in the cloud, or the ANSYS cloud product. Um, it's, a, it's actually a cold and rainy day here in Phoenix. It's rare that I can look out my window and see clouds, so I think it's very appropriate we're having this discussion. We're joined by Judd Kaiser from ANSYS, Inc., and I'll let him explain his role and his title, and then uh, Sina Goods, who many of you have heard on our podcast before, who's one of our application engineers out of our California office. So, Judd, why don't you tell us, uh, you know, who you are, what you do at ANSYS, and what, like, your official role is on this this product. Yeah, sure thing. Thanks, Eric. Uh, I'm Judd Kaiser. I am based in Ann Arbor, Michigan, but my standard joke is that the cloud guy, my location is irrelevant. <laughs> um, I've been with ANSYS, or how I should put this is I've been with companies now owned by ANSYS for almost 25 years now. Great. Uh, I am currently a product manager in the cloud and platform business unit. Uh, and I am responsible for our ANSYS cloud product. Um, you know, I've come through the system as a as a CFD guy many years ago, and then a meshing guy for many years. Uh, and then after a series of acquisitions, I led the ANSYS Workbench framework for a while. But now uh, I've been all cloud all the time for the last oh, four or five years now. Great. So, you know, the cloud means a lot of things to a lot of different people. Um, and, and usually when people are talking about the cloud, they're talking about, you know, running your accounting software or, or your social media in a, in a giant surf farm uh, three-quarters around the world. What is, what is for, an, for a simulation person, what does cloud really mean? That's a really open-ended question, and, and it's, a, it's, a, it's actually a good question because it leads us on the kind of the adventure we've taken over the last mm -hmm. few years. Um, 
and uh, it can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. The bottom line, though, is for engineering simulation, where our users come at it is they're interested in accessing the resources. Everybody's tempted by limitless resources, compute resources, mm -hmm. the cloud. Um, and we act, and, and how you get at that um, is, is a challenge. You know, we started a few years ago on a project targeted more at our enterprise customers where we thought customers would take their entire simulation workload to the cloud. They do everything. They do meshing, pre-processing, post-processing, auto-scaling HPC, and by definition then the data all had to stay in the cloud so there'd be data management, and it was just a bridge too far. Ah. Right, so where where we are now and with the current product is we're starting at the other end of the problem, and that is where do simulation customers want to start their cloud journey? Um, and it's pretty straightforward. Uh, hey, I have an engineering workstation. I'm running a solution here locally, but it would be nice if I could leverage a bit the power of the cloud for for HPC. Mm -hmm. um, and and the value proposition is pretty straightforward. It's the classic HPC value proposition. It's hey, you can cut down your kind of solution, you can solve larger models and get better fidelity, mm -hmm. or you can investigate more design alternatives. Um, so. It's cloud is fundamentally about access to resources. So it's really become on-demand resources when you need them. That's really the starting point, I think. Right? People say, "Hey, we, you know, we, we've we've made investments in, in on-premise resources. We want to continue to get value from those, but there's times when they're just not sufficient. So we'd like to reach out to the cloud mm -hmm. when needed to access those additional resources. So yeah, that's that's really the starting point. I actually do think. That all cloud, all the time, end game will come for simulation. Mm -hmm. But you know, as you alluded to, you know, simulation is more complicated than delivering business applications. Mm -hmm. So that's going to take time. Good, good. So, so the specific Ansys solution. Why don't you describe kind of what that workflow is? Like, so I'm, I've got my. Uh, I, I was lazy and I overmeshed my model, and it doesn't sit on my desktop machine. And, and as a no longer a, a real engineer, I don't have a lot of horsepower on my desktop. But I want to solve it. What, what do I do to go ahead and, and, and use the cloud to get a solution? Yeah, and actually, the use case you described kind of perfectly fits where we started. It's hey, I have a desktop application that I'm using, mm -hmm. and I want to be able to submit the solve to the cloud. And that's exactly how it works. Okay. Initially, we're targeting. Um, Kind of our flagship applications okay. at release, we support fluid for CFD or mechanical. Anything that runs within the MAPDL solver okay. uh, is is supported. Um, so right from in the applications you're already familiar with, mm -hmm. um, you click a little button that says Ansys Cloud. That opens up a cloud-specific app mm -hmm. that gives you a few very simple options to say, Hey, I want to I want to solve this job on the cloud. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, that focusing on those simple Simple options is something I want to focus on because one of the challenges of, of cloud um, is the complexity of, of the available options. Right. You've got multiple providers. You've got dozens of different virtual machine types targeted for different workloads, which, the right, which is the right one to use. And then when you go to use those virtual machines to solve a problem, uh, what's the right size where I get the best bang for the buck? In other words, where does the, the solver I'm using perform best, and where does it map best to the licensing model? Right. So we have a set of really three hardware configurations for each um, solver, small, medium, and large, that vary from you know a dozen to over a hundred cores, um, and those options have been 
optimized for the ANSYS solver, mm-hmm. um, and we've taken the time to do the homework and figure out which cloud-side virtual machines are the best fit, get the best price performance. So, Cena, you've actually used this, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Uh, and we had the opportunity to, to try it before it was officially released. So, I have a great experience uh, this. Uh, and uh, since I've actually been involved in uh, high-performance computing almost entire my career mm-hmm. and graduate studies, I was really impressed by by how basically user-friendly and easy to use basically is this this uh, new. Uh, Ansys uh, product is. Yep. That's, and we've heard that a lot. You know, we ran an early adopter program, early access program for like 38 companies and Ansys channel partners, and the feedback was consistently excellent. And that ease of use is what everyone pointed to. As a matter of fact, it was a user that suggested our marketing tagline is HPC as easy as it should be. And it was suggested by a long-time Ansys user who said, man, I wish it was this easy to submit jobs to my on-premise box. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. that, that's, key. that's really key. Yeah. yeah. So from, from uh, loading or, or submitting your job to, to monitoring and then to downloading the, the results back, uh, again, my previous experience with different different options that I used to work with, mm-hmm. It's that uh, you. It's not all uh, one in one package. You sometimes have to use different tools to to upload your your data mm-hmm. uh, or, or uh, basically set up uh, simulation, and then you have to use other tools to monitor it. The monitoring is somehow limited, and then to download. So uh, the great uh, kind of design aspect of of this product is that it's it's very seamless, mm-hmm. and everything is in just an additional panel in your uh, software they're used to, and everything happens seamlessly, and it's really pleasant user experience in my mind. Well, and we've been at this for a while. I mean, this this is this has certainly been a an interactive process with the user community. I think to get where we are to where it really is a simple solution, which is here. Yeah, I also think, I mean, simple is one thing, mm-hmm. but we, we do have a vision for where we go from here. Right. Right. Uh, what, what, what's nice is under the hood, mm-hmm. we're using, um, you know, we're partnering with, with, with Microsoft Azure, one of the leading, mm-hmm. uh, cloud infrastructure providers. That's been a great partnership. Um, you know, we're, we're engaged with them on the, on their, their roadmap. Um, even though the, the workflow that we support today is fairly simple, right, it's just batch solver submission for fluent and mechanical, mm-hmm. the underlying framework is there for us to grow from that. Great. Right. So I mentioned that I'm part of the cloud and platform business uh, unit at Ansys. Mm-hmm. So the platform business unit has the mandate to kind of take all of the things that Ansys can do, can do um, you know, the, all of that powerful simulation technology and deliver it in new and innovative ways. Mm-hmm. Right. So the, the mandate is create services that allow you to access our core technologies in, in new and innovative ways. And the cloud is really just another service. Right. Right. It's it's so we have under the hood a workflow engine we call it that we can call to execute tasks that orchestrate cloud infrastructure. You know, that's gonna get really compelling mm-hmm. when our use cases that we support expand to solving thousands of design point variations. Right. Um, you know, so so that we've, we've got the foundation right to build on, and that, that I'm excited about what we might be able to do in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but at the same time, we're starting at the logical entry point for our users. It, it, this is the first thing they want to try when they when they want to leverage cloud. That's that's really positive. So, so I mean, that definitely is important for for I think the users to understand is that. Yes, it's simple and easy to use, and it's maybe 80% of your use cases, but we're not stopping there. Ansys is still working on expanding this to the other, you know, 20% of your use cases. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely not. And I probably won't have time to get into, you know, the, right. the details of the roadmap here today. Mm-hmm. But you know, what we have today is an easy way to submit batch solved to the cloud. Mm-hmm. There's a, you know, a website interface that you can use to monitor your job. You can also do that from your desktop application. But if you like, mm-hmm. you can close the desktop app, go home, pull out your tablet, and monitor your solution. And then the, the other nice component of it is you know, we recognize that one of the challenges of, of cloud-side HPC is data transfer, right? Once that solve is done, I'm probably going to want to bring those results back to my local workstation for detailed post-processing. Mm-hmm. Before I make that investment, though, it's nice if I at least take a look on the cloud side and say, do things make sense? So part of the solution that comes just kind of with the, with the, with the subscription or with, with your access to the cloud is a, a cloud side post-processor. So we have a fairly lightweight, mm-hmm. uh, graphics service that runs right there in your browser in that same web portal where you can load your results, take a look at it, spin your model. The data all stays on the cloud side, but the rendering happens locally, mm-hmm. and it's a really nice way to take a look at your results, see if they make sense, and if they do, then you invest the time to download them locally. It's a nice, simple solution, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and obviously we build from there, right? Mm-hmm. One, one, you know, the next yeah. step is, gee, it's great, but I don't want to download locally. I want right. to be able to do my full 3D post-processing on the cloud side. So the next step is we, we, we're going to layer in some sort of a virtual desktop, a VDI solution that will allow us to run the flagship applications on the cloud, stream the pixels to your local machine, and the data all stays on the cloud, nice. but with the full full capability of the, of the flagship application. And that, and that we expect to deliver roughly mid-year this year. Good. Yeah, I just want to add that doing some limited uh, or simple post-processing work now while our job is on the cloud is really critical because Sometimes just monitoring the, you know, the convergence plots and those uh, uh, simulation uh, monitors, basically, uh, everything looks good. But uh, it's always worth to, to to do some simple post-processing to do kind of a sanity check uh, before you you want to pull it uh, off or down from the cloud. Uh, it really helps to save some time. Sometimes you just check the, or do some sort of simple uh, post-processing. You notice that hey, I need to change this quickly and run it again. And that saves a lot of time. That even leads you to look at the, some uh, some sort of post-process results uh, on the cloud is really valuable. Cool. And I do want to point out that you should not use that application at the dinner table on your iPad when you should be paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good way to get in trouble. As cool as it is that you can do it, uh, yeah, you should probably. Yeah, I want to point out that you can, of course. You, <laughs> you should probably have to use the restroom and then go check your run. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or your vacation on the beach. Exactly. Yeah. I'm reading a book. Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that is the, the price of the cloud is you never escape it. <laughs> so true. So so one 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 thing that I know that a lot of work has gone into is how the licensing works. So how do I, you know, I, how do I pay for running in the cloud? How does that how does that all work? Yep. 
Right, and, and, and one of the things about the cloud in general is, is the starting point is, is an on-demand pricing model. Right, that's that's true of, of Azure, AWS, all the major start with, hey, you just, you just pay by the hour. And that's our starting point as well. We have a usage-based licensing model that's been in the works at Ansys now for a couple of years mm-hmm. um, called Ansys Elastic Licensing. Okay. Um, so any cloud-side job will use that Ansys Elastic Licensing model for the cloud-side part. You still have your local license. Right. That's, oh, by the way, free to use for other things while that cloud job is running. Right. The cloud-side job sort of charges against that pool of ANSYS Elastic Units. Mm-hmm. So the what do, you, what do I buy is, well, you buy a pool of ANSYS Elastic Units for your company, and then any of your entitled users, when they run a job, burn down the units in that pool. And the rate at which they consume those depends on the hardware configuration mm-hmm. specifically, right? You're, and it, that, that per, that, that on-demand pricing model includes an element to, to, to pay for the software, mm-hmm. right, so that the the solver license as well as any necessary HPC licensing on the cloud side, as well as the component for the hardware cost. Mm-hmm. And so it's single combined. You pick this hardware configuration, it costs this many ANSYS elastic units per hour. Cool. And so the, the user, once that's set up, the user can just uh, utilize it based upon the rules that yep. the company has set up. There, there is also a subscription-like component, mm-hmm. right? The cloud has other costs associated with it, n- notably storage and data transfer. Uh-huh. And, and how we've accounted for that cost is uh, sort of a, um, it, it, they call it the cloud service fee, I believe. It's effectively a per-user subscription. Okay. So you pay a certain amount to have access to the cloud service, mm-hmm. and then when you, and that that accounts for, Actually, three components. It accounts for the data transfer, the storage costs, as well as that uh, cloud-side post-processing service I was talking about are all rolled into that subscription-like cloud service fee. And then your actual runs mm-hmm. of the solver and the use of the HPC is on a per-usage basis that charges against that pool of elastic units. Elastic units. Nice. Okay. That's very straightforward. Yeah. Um, no, no hoop jumping through, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, that, that, What's also exciting about that usage-based model, looking ahead a little bit, Eric, is right now it's just on the cloud. Right. But the the licensing team at Ansys is working on a, a sort of a general licensing as a service architecture that includes the usage-based component. So not very far in the future, that pool of Ansys Elastic units you 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 have could be used for a cloud side job. It could be used to use a software uh, service that you don't have a perpetual license to, for example, right. or use something you use only periodically, or account for, you know, peak usage, overage usage, um, above your usual pool of licenses on-premise. So I think it's, it'll bring a lot of flexibility. Which is good that, that, that we've called it elastic licensing. That was appropriate then. <laughs> good marketing. Um, a lot of other things to talk about, but uh, we're, we're running out a little bit of time here. So, mm-hmm. um, Cena, is there anything you want to add yeah. from your experience? Uh, yeah, I just want to add, actually, a couple of things real quick. Uh, we already started talking to the customers about this uh, product, and actually we're meeting with a customer next week. Based on our experience so far, there are uh, two main concerns uh, that as soon as customers are aware of uh, that, they're kind of 
ease of mind. First thing is uh, how user-friendly it is and uh, ease of use. And the, the most important thing, I think, is the security. Oh, right. Uh, and uh, as, as soon as customers understand it, how secure it is, because most of the time this opportunity or this package is going to be used by R&D departments, and you know how sensitive they are to the security. Uh, and as soon as they understand it, it's, it's, it's totally secure uh, option, they're, uh, they're going to be open to it, and then they would, uh, I guess, uh, in the future, would see more and more uh, usage uh, because of that uh, concern is, is basically being assured and, and, and uh, addressed. Yep. I mean, we do have a security white paper we can make available. Right. You know, in short, obviously, the, you know, the public cloud providers have the capability of architecting completely secure solutions. They have every security certification you can imagine worldwide. Um, and then it's up to whoever architects the solution, ANSYS in this case, to make sure that we've done all the things right. So we're using encryption before we transfer anything to the cloud. Everything is stored on the cloud side is stored encrypted. We've, you know, very carefully configured our security groups so that only what should be accessed can be accessed by who should have access. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've, you know, we've under taken some third-party studies to do penetration testing, security testing to validate that the security uh, that we've configured is up. That's not so. Yes, that's a really good point. Um, so uh, hopefully it piqued people's interest, that they're interested in looking at this as a solution. Um, uh, the first step would obviously be just to contact, uh, you know, if you, if you work with PADT, contact us. We'd we'll love to help you. But if people want to go out there and learn more on the web or some other place, Jed, where should they go? Well, I mean, the obvious place is ANSYS.com. I think it's a little buried in the website. There's, okay. a, there's a, a one, one of our header banners on the front page makes it fairly easy to find. I think it's the second one that shows right now. Okay. But if you dig into platform cloud within ANSYS.com, you'll find it. Okay. You, know, you emphasize that the first thing to do is go and try it. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I certainly want to close with is, you know, I mentioned we've had a very good partnership with Microsoft. That uh-huh. is extended to the business side. They've given us a considerable quantity of free cloud credits nice. that allow us to offer a free trial. Excellent. Right? We, we want to make sure that, you know, that, you know, PADT or whoever, you know, vets the customer and says, okay, you do have a, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're a logical target. You, mm-hmm. you have a the desktop product that can benefit. Mm-hmm. Your workflows work. Mm-hmm. And then we can grant a free trial. Great. The free trial has a one-month duration, and it includes for free a 1,000 ANSYS Elastic units, which is enough to run um, on our largest configuration for about 40 hours. Oh, that's so that's a pretty significant, yeah. you know, that's over 100 cores for 40 hours. That's a pretty significant amount of CPU time. And if you're just testing smaller configurations, it runs for considerably longer than that. Mm-hmm. So it gives you a real chance to get your hands on it, use it, understand um, the performance and, and, you know, the, the turnaround time benefits that it can offer. That's that's great to know. So that so definitely people will want to take advantage of that because you can now you can get metrics to go to your management or your project leader and say I mean I mean for me uh, what we do with our customers is the customers like can we get these results next week instead of in two weeks and and this will allow you to get some some uh, pricing data so you, you'll know how much these sort of things in ballpark cost so you can justify it yep. the project can can maybe they want that result sooner yeah it'll cost a little bit additional but uh, not not a crazy number so um, I, I think it's gonna once people get a, around the idea of running differently it's gonna take off big time yeah and I, I'm really excited about what we're what's going to come like I said building on that foundation right. you know you talk about you know, some of your other 
you know, uh, your podcast topics have probably been around things like, you know, digital twins. Yeah. Right? Well, if you're going to have, if you're going to have a digital twin for somebody who isn't focused on simulation, where is that simulation actually going to happen? Mm-hmm. Well, of course it's going to happen on the cloud. Right. Right? So, it, these building blocks that we're using are going to be fundamentally part mm-hmm. of some of these exciting new things that you'll see coming from Antis and new ways to deliver simulation in the future. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And, you know, we really want to start exploring, um, more physics, more design spaces, um, and, and hardware is often a limiting factor of that. And so having this available uh, without making a massive investment in iron that's going to sit in a closet most of the time is going to be really nice. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm psyched about it. Um, well, that's cool. Uh, again, to reiterate, just go to the ANSYS uh, website, ANSYS.com, and, and look for the, the platform cloud uh, web pages to get a little bit of background uh, information, but I think really the first step is to call whoever you get your answers from. Hopefully that's PADT, and uh, we'll put you in touch with, I think, Cena, you've used it, Doug, and Clinton are, are trained on it. Uh, yes. Others are getting up to speed on it. Yeah, and, and uh, I believe Matt, or Doc, sorry. So yeah. three of us here uh, in train on it, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe four actual Ted. Mm-hmm. And we absolutely can hear here to help, and Nancy is here to help. And I absolutely encourage people to take advantage of this free trial. Yeah. Uh, my my first reaction was again, it, it, it looks like you're running everything on your desktop. It's so so seamless and and uh, well designed in terms of user interface. You start wondering why you don't hear your fans worrying from the solvents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's wrong? Did it crash? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, well, uh, what, what I w- really would like to do is uh, when we've Ansys added more capability to this, we'll definitely have you back, Jed, to talk about that and more about the platform as well as it gets fleshed out. And uh, Look forward to it. We'll, we'll hopefully also get some of our customers. We love to bring customers on and give their experience. And so uh, definitely next time we talk, we'll get we'll get some users on as well and see what they think about it. So really appreciate it. Um, everybody check it out. Um, this this really is real. It's it's not uh, smoke and mirrors. It's it's a tool you can use today, and you can you can try it for free, which is even better. So um, definitely do so. So Judd, thanks a lot. Any parting uh, comment? No, thanks for the opportunity to uh, talk to the PADT faithful. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Have you seen anything? No, no, thank you. Okay, okay. Are you guys? Is it raining out there in California? Or are you guys drying out finally? I'm actually right now in Tempe. So <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I thought you were visiting customers yeah. in California. No. Oh. We got a good amount of rain, as you mentioned. Yes. Yeah. Um, it looks like California right now. I thought you were doing training. I thought you were doing a quick start in California. My mistake. Uh, All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, guys, and we'll we'll yeah. talk to you soon, and, and have a great uh, weekend. Thanks a lot. All right. Take care. Thanks, Eric. Bye. Bye. Welcome back. That, that was a good discussion. We can't wait to learn more. As mentioned in there, do reach out to whoever you get your answers from and get set up to use these free trials. You really have to use it to understand where it fits, what its power is, and uh, and what we found, how easy it is to use. Um, so so keep, keep paying attention. Also to what's coming from that group is Judd kind of intimated. There's stuff coming down the pipeline. They're going to make this a better product um, as time goes by. So the future is now. Ansys in the cloud. Um, I also want to apologize to Cena if he listens to the to the rest of this podcast. For some reason, I had it in my head he was in L.A. and he was literally 15 feet away from me in another office, uh, another cubicle. <clears throat> but uh, I'm going to use as my excuse. We we have a new employee named Sima instead of Cena, 
who's based in California, and I and I was doing paperwork for her, HR paperwork for her, right before the podcast. It probably is totally unrelated, but I'm going to use that as my excuse. And speaking of excuses, maybe this isn't a good segue. Uh, let's take a commercial break uh, and learn something about other things that PADT does. Hi, I'm here to talk about one of the most important services that PADT offers to ANSYS users, our training classes. It's a great time to be a simulation engineer. The software tools we use get better with every release. They're easier to use and more powerful. There are so many different physics we can model with ever-increasing accuracy. And all this increasing functionality, along with places we can apply simulation, have one big downside. Existing users need to keep up with new capabilities, and new users need to get up to speed as quickly as possible. That is why PADT offers training and mentoring. For almost 25 years, we've been efficiently teaching engineers how to use ANSYS products. Even though there are many online options out there, nothing beats being in a classroom with an expert, where you can learn the theory, understand the principles, and apply them in practical workshops. Our classes can be taught at one of PADT's five locations. We can come to your office, or we can set up a class at a rented space. And don't worry, we bring the hardware, the materials, and the expertise. You bring the questions. We can teach standardized classes, or we can customize them to meet your needs. Our courses cover every major ANSYS product, and you do not have to purchase your ANSYS license from PADT. We can provide training to any user anywhere in the world. Learn the ANSYS products you use faster and in greater depth by contacting PADT today. Email joe.woodward at padtinc.com or use info at padtinc.com. If you like to talk to a human, call 480-813-4884 and ask to speak to somebody about ANSYS training. We're eager to help you learn your products faster and better. I will mention before we get into the news and articles that you know, it, it, we never really brought it up, but if, if you work for a company that's interested in advertising on this blog, uh, let us know. Um, we, we would love to talk about opportunities to to present more um, about uh, what other people do uh, as part of a way to help pay for the podcast as well as to get more information out to the users. So, so do reach out to us if you're interested in that. I would love to talk to some people about that. And plus, I'm sure everybody's tired of the same six commercials over and over again. In the world of ANSYS news, let's start with stocks, where we always do. It's actually the morning of February 23. I'm in my uh, my son who's away at college. I'm in his bedroom uh, because it's really quiet up here. I think, I think we should do all of our podcasts up here. I think it's really a peaceful place with lots of carpet on the wall, so on the, on the floor. Um, and so it's actually kind of nice. Um, <clears throat> it, but it is the 24th, actually. Um, um, which is Sunday, and I did steal my younger son's kind of inside story here. My younger son's podcast, Mike. Uh, he was a bit upset because he didn't know that I podcasted, and I think it was a little uh, shocked that someone my age even knew what it was. Um, but anyway, <laughs> he let me borrow it, and we're moving forward with it. <clears throat> the earnings call for Ansys is on February 27th, so they're in a quiet period, so there's no real significant news out there about the Ansys world. Um, the stock is doing quite well. Um, it's, it's at 175.48, uh, which is which about where it was last time we talked. And uh, compared to the S&P 500, since January 1, uh, ANSYS has gone up 15.6% and the S&P has gone up 4%. 
That's a, as of, I guess, close of the market Friday. So uh, we'll see what happens after they do their big announcement on the 27th. I don't know if it's a big announcement. They do their earnings call on the 27th. We'll see how that changes the stock. In just general Ansys news, um, the Granta folks, if you remember, that's a company that uh, Ansys acquired very recently that does material management and database products. They just came out with a new educational product. So if you're in the educational space and you're interested, do take a look at the uh, Ansys News article about that. And kind of a cool thing that, that snuck in there that I didn't notice before is that Ansys got an award for corporate sustainability. <clears throat> a group called the Corporate Knights put them on their 2019 Global Most Sustainable Corporation list. So this is this is a pretty significant list. Uh, to, to be even considered, you have to be over a billion dollars in revenue. So that's that's new for Ansys to be in that that larger group of companies, uh, or a group of large companies, smaller group probably, but large companies. Um, they looked at 7,500 public companies, uh, evaluating 21 different KPIs on sustainability, and um, Ansys is on that list, the top 100. So that's fantastic, and congratulations to everybody. What was kind of nice in reading the press releases, they they won not only because the company does sustainable things and how they run the corporation, but also, as we all know, as users, Ansys is a fantastic tool for making the world a more sustainable place from a global standpoint. So, you know, many of you listening, uh, certainly PADT, use Ansys to, you know, make things more efficient and produce less uh, pollutions and all sorts of other things that uh, help with sustainability. And so it's kind of cool to see this uh, recognition. Um, the other thing to really look at is if you haven't caught up on the Ansys Advantage magazine, their uh, spotlight on additive manufacturing is still the current issue. I do recommend everybody take a look at it, even if you don't do a lot of 3D printing. Uh, there's some great articles in there. Kind of get your head around how people are using it, including one by PADT, which we mentioned when it first came out. In the world of blogs, uh, on the PADT side of things, uh, it's, it's not uh, simulation related, but we did add a video showing how our new desktop metal 3D printer works. Uh, this is a low cost printer that extrudes a, a part made out of uh, metal with that's kind of bound together by plastic, a little metal powder that's bound together by plastic. We put it in a system to kind of get rid of all the binder and then we put it inside an oven and we do a full center on it and we get really cool parts for a fraction of the cost, both from an infrastructure standpoint and from a system standpoint of the uh, more common laser powder bed fusion process. So if you ever wondered how that whole three-step process works, check out that video. It's on our YouTube channel, PADT Inc., if you search on YouTube. And that's it. Uh, we haven't had any time to write any more articles because the tech support is still swamped. It's been a busy start to the year. Um, my top from the ANSYS blog is um, Mark Horner did a must-read article on using what we call in-silico testing for medical devices. We've mentioned this before, that we can now start using uh, the simulation as part of the verification validation process for medical devices. You've got to prove that the device does what you say it's going to do, and you got to prove that it's safe. And we've always done that through physical testing in the device space. Being able to use simulation, not just to make sure the tests are passed, which is what we've always done, but to actually use it in place of the testing is something that the FDA is starting to allow. Uh, do check out the article. Even if you're not in the medical space, it's, it's interesting to see uh, yet another application of how simulation is changing an in industry. There's a really cool article about how OLED curved monitors 
uh, are being used in cars. And from a technical standpoint, it, it was pretty interesting, but I thought it was cool because I want curved monitors in my car. I think it's really neat. Um, and, and it reminded me I need to get a new car. My Mine has a really junky, very bad screen that is fading in the Arizona sun. Um, so soon, I hope to have some of this new tech that I can play with. And then um, another company that was recently acquired by Ansys is called Helic, H-E-L-I-C. And their team put together a really nice article for the blog on doing uh, on-chip crosstalk at high speeds for mostly systems on a chip. So the whole world of 5G is is really speeding up um, the frequency, and then of course they're making things smaller. So this, this electromagnetic interference between the little alleyways, I'm using the wrong term, probably channels or something like that, but the or the, or the pathways in the chip. Um, getting that crosstalk going on, you got to get rid of it, right? Because it causes problems. So for those of us who are not living in that world, it's a really good article about how they can model up to 64 gigahertz in these systems on a chip. Um, it does also, they talk about how it works with Ansoft and the existing Apache product families. Um, so HFSS and some of the Apache products, which are chip design simulation tools. And I found the most useful one is what does this mean for ANSYS users? So if you're at all involved in electronics or want to know more about the whole 5G revolution that's taken over the electronics world, check out the, that article in the ANSYS blog. Uh, Event-wise, we've got an aerospace conference coming up the 25th and 26th here in Phoenix. We'll be at that. Venture Madness is part of the startup craziness is um, actually the 27th and 28th uh, of next week, and I'll be there that evening of the 27th and all day on the 28th. We are doing a cloud computing webinar, which I forgot to mention when we were talking to Judd, so I'm mentioning it now. If you want to see what we were talking about and want more details from a technical standpoint from Cena, he is doing a webinar on the 28th, and it's with all of our webinars. They are on uh, online and available for recording afterwards. So check that out. You can go to our blog uh, to find it, uh, or you can go to Bright Talk and search on PADT. Um, but you know all of our webinars are on Bright Talk, and they're always recorded. You just need to register once, uh, and once you're once you're a member of Bright Talk, you can just uh, download it. Um, what else do we got going on? We're gonna be up at Hill Air Force Base uh, in Layton, Utah, on March twentieth. Uh, I will be, uh, actually, I got out of order here. Phoenix Startup Week is uh, March 4th through the 9th, and I will be presenting on Friday and Saturday for that, and that'll wind up all of our craziness around startups. Then our next webinar is actually mechanical updates for 2019 R1, and that'll be on the 13th of March, and then we'll be up at Hill Air Force Base in Layton, Utah on the 20th. The big event for the year, the most important event of the year, is PADT's 25th anniversary celebration at our Tempe headquarter office on the 21st. We hope that anybody that can make it will make it. Everyone's invited, family, friends. Um, it's it's not so much a open house slash uh, marketing thing. It's just a party. We will have some 3D printers. We'll have some students that we do. Uh, we support their projects that'll be there. <clears throat> we'll have some other fun stuff. There'll be activities for the kids and, 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 and adults who are children at heart. There will be food, there will be drink, there will be much merriment. Uh, we hope to see many of you there. If you can't make it, one of the things we're asking people to do is go to www.padtinc.com slash PADT25. That's PADT25. And at the bottom, you can click on a link and leave a comment about your experience with PADT. 
So we thought it'd be kind of cool for people just to leave, you know, what their thoughts are, well wishes, um, uh, relate funny stories, uh, whatever you want to share about your experience with PADT. Go ahead and enter into that form, and we'll be compiling those and sharing those after during the anniversary party, uh, the the cool ones, and then also we'll be putting it up on a web page. So we look forward to doing that. And then uh, we're going to be at a MedTech conference and expo here in Phoenix as part of the Tech Council. And at the end of next month is AMUG, where uh, I'll be speaking on um, additive manufacturing, actually, using simulation for such. So that concludes uh, this podcast, episode number 31. I'll finish with pointing out the fact that probably all of you saw this on the news, but it snowed in Phoenix. Um, if, you, if you just Google that, Snow Phoenix or Snow Arizona, you'll see some beautiful pictures of cacti with white stuff on them. We were blown away. Uh, I've lived here uh, since college, 33 years, and I lived here probably close to eight years before I, before I, uh, when I was a kid. And uh, I've never seen that much snow. We get it a little bit. It's gone in an hour. Uh, friends of mine that live on the north side of town had half a foot of snow in their yard, which they've never seen. So, you know, we, we always say that will never happen until it snows in Phoenix, right? It's like it's even less likely than it's snow in hell, but it snowed in Phoenix. So we're looking at that as anything is now possible. There's no limits on what we could achieve and do. So don't forget to subscribe to our podcast at or to our email list at padtinc.com slash opt in. Uh, we'd love to get you on there so you can get our newsletter and know what's going on. And as always, don't hesitate to reach out. That's podcast at padtinc.com. And uh, have a great week. Thank you for joining us for the All Things ANSYS podcast, episode 31. As a reminder, this podcast is not affiliated in any way with ANSYS, Inc., and the opinions expressed are those of the people on the show only and not of their current or former employers. For more information, visit www.padtinc.com slash blog, and please share your thoughts and questions through an email to podcast at padtinc.com. See you next time.